Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yeah, speaking of Garrard's, uh, Chris Barsby is with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. And it was a real family affair, which you already spoke about in a particular race on Tuesday. The three-year-old trotters, was it? Yeah, it was. Mullum Steffi was able to take out that opening race on Tuesday. Uh, a graduate of the Reckliff Yearling Sale, which is sponsored by Garrards, purchased by Chris, uh, trained by his son Darren, and grandson Angus had the winning drive. It was only start number two. She's a nicely bred filly, a daughter of Sky Valley, and she was able to salute. So we'll talk on, uh, on that filly in just a moment, but Angus joins us now. Angus, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Always good to be on. Sorry to keep you waiting. Tommy Lincoln in race two here on Saturday night. We get to see this clash of Tommy Lincoln and Mac Da Vinci again. They uh, butted heads last Saturday night and Tommy came out on top downing Mac Da Vinci. But this week, Mac Da Vinci draws inside of Tommy Lincoln. How does this race play out on the weekend? Uh, yeah, it's very sticky, Chris. Um, seven's not ideal at all, especially with um, plenty of speed drawn inside us. So hopefully um, we're, we're sort of obliged in what we do at the start. We sort of haven't really got any hope of getting across from there. So we've just got to sort of leave it in everyone else's hands and hope they go crazy fast. Is there a possibility that, that they could generate a lot of tempo? Horses like Northview Hustler could be used here from his favourable draw. Will the Wizard could get up on the speed quickly. And Mac Da Vinci, do you expect him to slide across quickly at the start? Uh, yeah, I'd say so, Chris. Um, as you said, Northview Hustler's drawn in there close. He's um, obviously a super gate speed horse, and I think his um, run since he's come back have been very good. So hopefully they want to take advantage of that and hold up. And with those other couple there that you mentioned, they could generate quite a bit of speed. Can Tommy Lincoln be as effective coming off speed as what he is when he's up generating the tempo like he was last week? Yeah, for sure, Chris. Um, when you're in third to crunch time and Mac Da Vinci a few starts back now, he run home in 54, he up the back in sub-27. So I think if we can get a cosy trip off speed, it, ideally a nice track into it, um, he can definitely get over the top. I've always had this theory with Tommy Lincoln that he's a short-course specialist. He proved last week, 2,138 metres, no issues whatsoever. He's very capable of running that middle-distance trip. Yeah, that's right. Um, he's probably that little bit stronger over a mile. You can probably do that a little bit more um, early and mid-race, but he's certainly no one-trick pony. OK. In a word, is he your best drive on Saturday night? Um, yeah, he's probably close to it. Um, obviously that race is really strong so it makes it hard but he's definitely a very good drive OK, race number three again you've got gate seven, subtle to line uh, I thought he was excellent last week and his sectionals were really strong it, it's not a kind draw again here but if he's got any sort of luck or no bad luck coming his way is he capable of taking this race? Yeah for sure Chris he was super last week um, as you said his sectionals were awesome he couldn't really have been any better. He was sub-55, fastest last pass, fastest last quarter, and he was the widest runner on straightening. So he couldn't have really impressed me anymore. 
That's the first time you've sat behind him for some time. He's no stranger to you, but uh, you haven't been able to sit behind him in recent times. Yeah, that's right. It was really good to get another drive behind him. Um, obviously, he's a really nice horse. He's sort of been up in that open grade for a while now, and he was certainly super on Saturday night. This race on Saturday night should generate tempo. Uh, the likes of At West Point, uh, Sean Trey, Casino, Tommy, they like to run it hard, so that's going to play to your advantage. Yeah, that's right. Um, if we can get half a track into it or, as you said, a fair bit of speed and some luck, I think he'll take a fair bit of holding out. OK, race seven. This is a high-quality three-year-old race. Montana Flash likely to go off at big odds here, but his recent form is good, albeit in weaker company. But do you give him any sort of hope here? Um, it, it's sort of hard to give him a hope with uh, Captain Crusader drawn one there and obviously our action man and a few other handy ones drawn to be up on speed. And it's sort of hard to see any real tempo um, early in this race so it's hard to say he's got a good chance but I think his three runs since he's come back have been really good I thought last week he was unbelievable like he ran his last half in 55 and a piece and last quarter in 27 and realistically when you look back at it he was unlucky so I, I think he'll certainly be up to these in time Mm. He just looked like he was losing interest going down the back and then all of a sudden he just switched on and really motored up the home straight. Yeah, we were sort of a bit unlucky. Um, the one in front of us obviously went off stride and um, we probably lost 10 metres at that point, but it was sort of right when they put the foot down as well. So it probably made it look like he lost interest, but really we were just sort of having to chase very hard just to try and stay as close as we did. Okay. Then the uh, ninth race on Saturday night, the trot. Sir Fahrenheit, he's been a runner-up his last two. Will Saturday night be his night? I certainly think it can be, Chris. Um, his two runs, his last two runs have been awesome. And, um, his work suggests he'll sort of be as good, if not better, on Saturday night. So it's probably not a no stronger a field, but there's a little bit more traffic in front of us, so we'll still need that little bit of luck. It is a discretionary handicap. Are you comfortable with the 20-metre mark that you've got? Yeah, I, I was quite happy with that, Chris. Um, obviously, there's seven off the front, so there's, we're going to need a little bit of um, luck and hopefully we get a clear passage. But I think he's definitely um, up to winning it. OK, well, there's some really nice drives there on Saturday night. Tommy Lincoln, Subtle Delight, uh, the Trotter, Sir Fahrenheit, Montana Flash. So which one are you looking forward to most? I think they're all really good drives, Chris, but um, Subtle Delight, I think he'll be pretty hard to beat in that race. OK, we'll go with race three, number seven, Subtle Delight. And just going back to Tuesday, the little Trotter, Mullum Steffi, start two, win number one. I'm tipping she didn't surprise you with that victory because the ability's always been there. She's showing up in a few trials. The, the debut effort was good, so it didn't come as a shock? Yeah, that's right, Chris. Um, she's sort of shown enough ability in what we've done with her so far to say that she could do that. Um, and she just sort of keeps improving each time she goes around. So it was uh, really good to pick up that race. All right, good stuff. Angus, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you in action later today. No worries. Thanks, Chris.
There's Angus Garrard joining us. So we've got 10 races coming through at Albion Park. Uh, the Metro meeting this Saturday night, and Chantel Turbin's going to play a really strong hand. 11 runners going through that meeting, so it's a busy night for the stable, and she's online with us now. Chantel, appreciate the time. Morning, Chris. How are you? Very well. Busy night coming up. Yeah, very busy. Got a few in. Yeah, well, let's go through them. Race one, Nowhere Creek, gate five, and Mr Diamond, gate ten. Both of these horses are low flying, but the draws make it a little tricky. Is that fair to say? Yeah, definitely. Um, Nowhere Creek has been flying, and he hasn't got a, a good barrier lately, so probably this is the, the best one he's had for a while. Um, and Mr Diamond? And Mr. Yeah, Mr Diamond, he's actually quite surprised us, actually. He stepped up a bit, and he's been flying in Saturday nights, and we are really happy with his last few runs. What's the turnaround been with Mr Diamond? Because he's been so consistent for a number of starts now. He's really hit his straps. Um, well, he, he came with us with a leg problem. Um, and we gave him a lot of time off and we worked on his leg a fair bit. And we, probably is the soundest he's ever been at the moment. So I think he's just enjoying his racing. OK, happy horse. Yeah. All right, race two. This is uh, one of the free-for-alls on Saturday night. Will the Wizard and Watch Pulp Fiction. Will the Wizard's an, an intriguing runner. He's had the freshen up following the Tab Constellations Carnival. Things didn't go to play there. What can we expect on Saturday night? Well, honestly, I don't think he should probably be in that race. Um, they didn't think he was good enough to get a start in the races through the Carnival, so I don't know why they've got him in the free-for-all race Saturday night. But... Um, it, Look, it's tricky over 21. He's he's probably not obviously 100% with the freshen up, so hopefully he'll just hit the line strong um, and we'll look for a mile race next week in his right grade. Okay. Was there any temptation about a trial? Um, there was, but he's just... He's a funny horse. It's like, he's just... It's all on his terms, really. It's what he wants to do on the night, so... We thought uh, we didn't think he would get in the open, being that he didn't get a start through all that carnival. So we thought he'd be in the, the second division, only being a band four as well. So um, we thought he would probably race in the, the lower grade and that would probably suit him a bit more, but they put him in the hard one. Mm, it looks tough. And watch Pole Fiction. He, he's banked more than $320,000. He's won a stack of races. Is there anything left to tick off with watch Pole Fiction? No, not really. We do we do talk around the stable a fair bit about retiring him, and every time we do, he, he happens to pop up and win. So um, we'll just probably keep ticking him along, and he'll tell us when he's ready to retire. He was good, though, winning two starts ago. He showed that real, you know, uh, acceleration that he's been known for, and uh, he was really good that night. Yeah, he was really good. Um, probably, again, he just dropped down in grade and was able to get into them veteran races, a veteran race, so... Now that he's a bit older and his legs are a bit older, he probably struggles up in the free-for-all a little bit. But um, he, he should go good as well. OK. Race four again. Julie represented the stable. Lombo Heaven, who's got gate one. Saucy Dreams, gate five. Pete's driving Lombo Heaven. You've got the drive on Saucy Dreams. Was that a tough <laughs> call for you guys to make? Um, no. The field's come out and Pete said, oh, I'm driving Lombo. So, um, yeah, now I got Saucy. OK. Well, there you go. So... Is, is there a lead from Pete that he wanted to drive Lombo Heaven? Because Saucy Dreams looks like, uh, you know, they've got a real relationship, these guys. So uh, I was surprised to see him pick off and go with Lombo Heaven. Yeah, I was a little surprised too. Um, obviously, Saucy suits his driving style, but 
Um, he, he quite likes Lombo. He's one of, probably one of his favourites. So um, with the good draw, I probably think he went that way. Okay. Saucy Dreams, where is she at right now? Is she is she coming to the end of it? Has she just hit a little bit of a flat patch? Uh, is she looking at retirement? What are the future plans with Saucy Dreams? Um, there was talk of retirement. Pete and I were probably pushing towards that way. Um, obviously, she's a, a man that races hard all the time and they can't do it all the time. Um, but the owners have decided to press on again. So um, we'll probably give her a little freshen up in a, a few weeks and um, go again after that and just and get at a peak again through the summer carnival. Okay. Race number five, double or nothing. Was this guy sold and then unsold? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was correct. <laughs> was he bound for North America? Yeah, he was. Um, Pete obviously spoke to the owners and they said he was sold, so we scratched him and then we got a phone call later on in the day saying that the sale fell through. So um, he probably could have raced last time he was scratched, but um, he, he hasn't missed any work and he's... He's still working well, so we're hoping he'll go good Saturday night. Can he beat Governor Jujon? Oh, Gov's a good horse, but anything is possible, isn't it? Yeah. Race number seven, this is probably the highlight of the night for me, this three-year-old race. Uh, Hemsworth and Uncle Shank, they're both high-powered pacers. Pete's opted for Hemsworth, Hayden Barnes, he's going to drive Uncle Shank. What are the expectations with these two? Um... Hensworth's going good. He's won his last two. Um, it will be a good gauge to see where he is at um, with this race because it is a very strong field. Um, he's worked well since his race, so we're hoping he will go good. Um, Uncle Shank, he's had a little freshen up since his last win, but he goes good fresh, uh, so we're hoping that he will go good as well. Okay. Are you just going to keep ticking them along? Are they, are they looking at something during the summer carnival? Yeah, they are. Um, we'll probably well, we kept them in for this race, and it turned out to be really strong with the southerners still staying up here. Um, so we'll probably give them a freshen up and then get them ready for the summer carnival after this. Okay, tell me this. I, I know it's difficult with the pandemic and uh, the border lockdowns and everything that's going on at the moment. But was there even ever any contemplation about a Victoria Derby raid with uh, Hemsworth or Uncle Shank or both? Oh, look, it's just it's too hard with the pandemic, isn't it? Like, we'd have to send them and um, Pete, Uncle Shank is Pete's baby now. Matt Gregor's retired, so I don't think he'd be happy to part with him. OK. Well, they're uh, really good chances in uh, in that three-year-old race. Charming Charlotte's a nice little mare that's doing a good job. She's beautifully bred, half-sister to Colt 31. She's got the inside of the second row here. Are you hoping that she can run top four? Yeah, we are, um actually set up for this race being the random barrier draw and she's got drawn eight so uh, that's a bit of a bummer but um we're hoping that she can come top four and um she's she's got a good ability and she just um isn't 100 percent sound all the time so i think they are going to plan on breeding with her at the end of this like uh towards the end of the year so hopefully we can pick up one of them mares races soon yeah, fingers crossed. She's very capable at the mile, isn't she? She loves that short trip. Yeah, she does. Um, she loves the short trip, and she she does go quite nice. Um, so hopefully we can sneak one of them mile races in before she goes into fall. Okay. And the last runner for the stable on Saturday night is Majestic Simon. Speaking of babies, this is your baby in the stable. <laughs> he starts off a 40-metre handicap. Can he overcome it? Oh, look, it's, it's hard coming off 40 metres. Um, he's racing his guts out every week, so um, oh, 
I've got to probably try and be realistic and we probably have to send him south and probably think with my uh, my head and not my heart all the time, but um, I don't think he can. It does, it does look hard, given that it's a big field as well, so there's plenty of traffic in front of you. Yeah, there is, and um, he doesn't step the greatest either, so he, he, even though he's coming off 40, he's probably coming off 50 because he steps pretty slow, so... Hopefully we can get there and just probably look, maybe look for shortcuts and try and not bust his guts again. Tell me, the, the possibility of going south with Majestic Simon, uh, has there been any sort of moves from any stables to try and get him into their stable down there or that hasn't been broached at this point? No, no one has. Um, we probably do have to send him. It's just probably <laughs> me letting him go. Um, but... He, um, yeah, he's probably got to go down there. It's just too hard up here for him now. Okay. Well, it's going to be a busy night, but there's some uh, there's some high quality uh, stock there starting on Saturday night. Tell me, Black Sedans, who was able to win the free for all, he went 51 and change last time out. He beat horses like Crunch Time, Colt 31, and Co. Um, has there been any offers for him for North America? Um, no, I don't think there has been any offers. Um, the owner did say what he wanted and I don't think it was unrealistic really um, but there's been no no offers at all Okay, you'd be happy to keep him in the stable though, wouldn't you? Oh, we're not disappointed if he goes or not, he, he's an honest horse and he tries his heart out all the time but um, from a business point of view we've probably got to try and turn them over so we get more horses and the owner can reinvest into the sport Okay, and just on uh, on good horses, away we go. The last uh, Group One Triad winner is he still spelling or is he back in work? No, he's still out in the paddock. Um, he'll come in Monday. Okay, you looking forward to the next campaign with him? Yeah, definitely. Um, he he was quite unbelievable. He actually won that race. He was quite sick leading up into the races, and it's why he didn't have much racing. And we were very lucky that a horse didn't get nominated for him to be able to get into that race to be ranked thirteenth. Yeah. Well, he did a big job, there's no doubt about it. Chantel, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside on Saturday night. Thank you. Actually, Chantel, before you go, yep. Yep. see how good I am. This is what I can hear. Crows, tick. Sheep, yeah. tick. Goat. No, goat, yep. <laughs> Babies. Yep. A little one. Yes. Any other animals I missed? Oh, there's plenty here. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a farm there. <laughs> I've heard everything. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Chantel. No worries. Chantel Turpin, Turpin talking to Chris Barsby this morning on Mobile Rolling. Well, Chris, a horse I mentioned that's going to race at Gloucester tomorrow night. See you right. Um, i just say it would have conserved energy uh, from its last start. Matt Young's with you now. Matty, good morning. Hello. Matty, you there? Yes, I am here. Good morning. See you right. What happened last time out with him? Uh, he just found a race that is famous for Gloucester Park, which is leader-dominated, and just never got into the race. So, um, unfortunately, held up for a clear run and um, saved up for another day. Okay. He's very short in the uh, early markets at this stage uh, tomorrow night. Can, can he dominate this race like the market suggests? Yeah, look, I think he'll um, well, he'll lead uh, 2,500. He's had four attempts at the 2,500 and been placed twice yet to win, but that's not too much of a concern. Uh, 
in the race. Fancy Dance is first up. This horse has got a lot of ability, but probably needs to run first up. Henwood Bay is a, a horse who is race fit and likely to race in the breeze. The one should take the sit and the three should be able to duck to the peg. So I think you'll get a pretty comfortable lead and then uh, the lead time should go through steady and then he should be able to run the last mile, uh, keeping everyone at bay. But, yeah, I, I'm not sure I'd dive into the shortest odds about him, but, yeah, I priced him around about $1.90 um, at around 97%. So uh, I don't think I'll probably get that. I think it'll be a bit shorter uh, with the corporates. Okay. Uh, speaking of the Bond Stable, they have see you right. Can they win the free-for-all race six? Galactic Star Vampiro, can one of them take it out? What a cracking race this is. They, they could go 152 in this, uh, which around Gloucester Park is unbelievable. Uh, perfect major, barrier two. This horse has got unbelievable speed and loves the mile. Uh, last start, I think Chris Voke will do on his time again with uh, just the way things panned out. He came off the fence and it was just the wrong move, but the race just wasn't run to suit. Prior form to that was very good, so I expect him to try and boot through and lead. Son of a Tiger is absolutely flying, has got brilliant gate speed as well. Um, I think Son of a Tiger could hold Vampiro. That's how quick Son of a Tiger is if they really wanted to lead and uh, create that speed. Vampiro, no doubt, has speed to burn. He'll be charging across for the Bond stable. And Galactic Star, well, we know what he can run. He's got the quickest winning mile rate at the trip in 152. And he is capable, but he is first up. He's a little bit longer in the tooth, so it makes things a little bit more tricky for him from the draw. Can't see him being involved early. So, look, I think they can win the free-for-all, but uh, there's about 10 different ways this race can be run and I'm expecting the first quarter is going to be low 27th. Okay, well I'm looking forward to watching that race now given that uh, the time could be really exceptional there. The other feature is race five. This is the group three race for the Phillies and Mares, the Schrader. Looks like there's a few chances in this race as well. Yeah, this is a cracking race. Uh, Miss Lamar was uh, slashing through the line last start and hit the line well in moderate or so time. My prayers on the improved. Better cop a good one's got ability. Uh, Just Make Mine Diamonds was a winner last start as well. Radiant Amber, as we know, she's a flying machine out of the, the gate. Those are all horses off the front line that could try and contest the front, uh, which could bring into play a few of the back markers. Born to Boogies, three from three in WA. No trial first up, tricky draw. Little bit of a concern there. Alta Louise is racing really well. The move was made last start in a quick quarter, was picking up ground around the outside in the 29-2, then raced in the breeze. I expect the lead time to be pretty solid here. And then I think Gary Hall Jr. will whip around the outside with Alta Louisa and try and get into a commanding position to breeze. Uh, the leaders have then been softened up. Junior can control from the breeze, do what he does best. And I think Elta Louisa is the winner of the Schrader tomorrow night. Uh, Mini Mine Yet is also another one that will be running on with there's a quick lead time. But I think Elta Louisa's got the ability to be able to do it at both ends, which uh, holds her in very good stead to take out that feature. OK. What is the, uh, the Matt Young best bet on the card tomorrow night? Well, we can uh, play early. Race two, number five, Tyler Brett. Uh, we've tipped him before. Uh, he's let us down before, but I don't think he'll let us down tomorrow night. Uh, he's drawn gate five. He led last start from gate eight, took the sit on Alta Blues and ran a good second in good time over 2,500. He comes back to the 2,100. He comes back in class. He's got a better draw, and it's a slow front line underneath him. He should go straight to the top. 
I think he'll lead. I think he'll win. I'm not. I'm not thinking he's going to be anything brilliant in price, but I think uh, he's the way to go. If you can get around the even money mark with him, I think flip of the coin odds is good going for Tyler Brett. He's very good. He's a brilliant front runner, and I think he's getting back to his best now, where he wasn't the last time I tipped him. He's just taken a few more runs this prep, maybe just because of a little bit of age. But uh, he looks really well placed tomorrow. Race two, number five, Tyler Brett. We'll take the tip with a race two, number five. Were you at the Pinjarra trials yesterday? I wasn't, but I have watched the trials. Double espresso. How did she go? Yeah, she was sensational. Um, I'll tell you who trialled really well in that, Mr. RD. Uh, not taking anything away from Double Espresso. She was very impressive herself. Obviously, there for a solid hit out. Chris Lewis wasn't messing around. 40 second lead time there is very slick. And then the uh, last mile was in 155 and a change around about there. Uh, but Mr. RD came from second last, did all the chasing. His last 1200 was in 124.1 and his last mile was in 154.2. So I think he's getting close to winning a race again. So for the listeners to uh, your show, I would say pop him in the black book if you're following WA Harness and I think he'll be winning a race very soon, Mr. RD. And it is also great to see that Double Espresso is back at the track. Okay. She's a high quality mare, 12 wins, 22 starts. That's her second trial back this prep, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, she trialled. Uh, I think the week before and wasn't knocked around in the trial. They only went steady, but she was there for a good hit out yesterday and you could see that Chris Lewis doesn't normally do that with horses, so he was obviously under instructions to really give her a pipe opener. All right, good stuff. We'll keep following both of those horses, Double Espresso and Mr RD, and we've got the tip. Race two, number five, Tyler Brett. Matty, as always, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat next week. Thanks, Chris. Cheers. There's Matt Young joining us from Western Australia. So plenty to look forward to at Gloucester Park tomorrow night, Steve. Uh, just coming through tonight at Penrith, uh, one of the most exciting youngsters on the eastern seaboard. He steps out in action. His name is my Alderman Byron, and uh, he's going around for Jared Elgin. This guy's unbeaten. He's three starts, three victories. He goes around in race five. He's going to be at unbackable odds. He's a last start feature race winner, a group one winner. He can go very fast time. Uh, so he steps out. Race five, number one. It's around quarter past eight. This is a two-year-old that's already clocked a mile in 52-4 this season. He's got the Breeders' Challenge coming up and then they've got some other targets if they want to chase them as well. But the Breeders' Challenge is the obvious one. But uh, he's well worth uh, checking out tonight. Race five, number one, my Alderman Byron. Alright. Can you text me and let me know it's on? I'll watch it. Exactly. Yep, I can do that. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.